Welcome to TuneIn's In Conversation With podcast series, in which we invite Kenyan leaders and trailblazers to discuss their lives and work. Today's episode is part of our In Focus Photography Vertical, featuring Nairobi photographers Mia Collis and Rene Solomon. This is the first of four segments. Find part two at www.innairobi.com forward slash tune in. This is Tune In by the In Network. Hey. Hi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, I mean, what excites you right now about the Kenyan photography scene? There's so much. Huh? I mean, one, there's just so many really good photographers up and coming. There's like um, just incredible inspiration so much so much talent more than i've ever seen mm. and excitement people right. are inspired and it's out there you know it's showing and it's i i feel that the just the opening up of the internet all those right. years ago has just kind of given kenyans this incredible um access into what's going on and they are moving right up there wow which is uh, really exciting okay yeah. i mean we have more concerts. Uh, there's a lot of street photography coming up. Mm-hmm. Many people have more phones mm-hmm. and everything like that. Is there any interesting, you know, kind of trend that you've noticed that's going on specifically that you could let us know? Interesting trends. I mean, I can think of inter- really interesting photographers who mm. are doing wonderful work right now. Okay. And some of it varies quite a lot. Um, there's, uh, and I think we were talking about it before, Katija Farah, right. who's yeah. a fabulous photographer. Mm-hmm. I've just re- recently been looking at her work and it's just really good. You know, it's, it's thinking. Yeah. She's really thinking about, um, it's being intentional about the narrative. Yeah, totally. I love that. I love that word intentional. Yeah. And, um, and I think that she's sensitive and she's keyed into the story and it's it gives it gives space there's a lot of wides it's it's beautiful work mm-hmm. it's really really beautiful work and she's right up there right she's right up there yeah hmm. you know because mentioning Khadija right and how how she's being intentional about everything that's going on mm. uh, I remember there was this whole row about what photography might mean for a Kenyan photographer mm. right uh, most especially when you come to legislation, mm. payment, mm. and how stories might develop, mm-hmm. right? With arrests happening in town, yeah. um, and not trying to be too negative, but mm. do you feel that maybe there are certain challenges that photographers might be facing in the mm-hmm. country and in this landscape? That yeah, yeah. I mean, overcome? I recently, and I think it was something that we shared, like her tweet quite recently, which was that she was hanging up her camera right yeah you know and um and moving on which which i kind of thought oh goodness that's so sad mm. you know because she's good right she's really good um and my initial thought was it is a hustle you know photography right now is a hustle 100 percent in kenya because there's more and more competition everybody wants it and yes and yes there's these international photographers that are coming in right and and doing Essentially, what she could do, you know, literally off the top of her head, you right. know, and um, and so easily. 
um, and well. Um, but I felt sad in a sense that she was hanging up her camera. I felt that I kind of thought, you know what? She needs to perhaps go through the um, healing process and the burnout that she's talking about and right. get through that healing and then pick up the camera again and, and make that statement and continue. Because if she hangs up, she's given up. Right. And that, that, makes, that makes it sad. It makes it that much harder to even pick it up again. Yeah, but absolutely. Mean, still on the subject of the tweet, remember she was writing, you've brought it up about external photographers mm. coming in, yeah. um, either as expats mm. or some of them, you know, she said it quite controversially, mm. are working on visitors' visas. Right. And was kind of like drawing this contrast between mm. what it's like to be a professional photographer, mm. right? Because I think of the same fatigue I have felt. Yeah. You only have events, um, or you're doing product, mm -hmm. or you're doing fashion. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to telling our own stories, where do we place ourselves? Mm -hmm. And do we have the same space to kind of own our narratives in a way that's meaningful for mm -hmm. us? So, I mean, maybe you can expound on it because mm -hmm. you're a Kenyan photographer, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but you've been exposed also to an international mm -hmm. audience. Yeah. You recently won the National Geographic Photography of the Year Award for people, right? So what is it like being able to cross across these mm. spaces? Yeah. Mm. Do you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, from the outside, it might look all amazing. There's all these kind of awards. And, and, but it's a hustle. Mm. It's still a hustle. And I, I can tell you, I shoot, I shoot weddings. Okay. All the time. I don't show many of them, but I shoot them all the time. Do you and, do that like because you like it? And or? I do it, one, to keep a roof over my head. Right. And to pay my rent. Mm. And two, because they are so hard to do. Okay. And they keep you at the top of your game if you're a people photographer. Because you have to get it right. You've got to wear all the hats. Right. You've got to um, be the portrait photographer. You've got to be the documentary photographer. You've got to be shooting the reportage. You've mm. just got your... You're all, over, you're all over the place and you've got to get that right. You're also dealing with non-professionals. Mm, who so, might not necessarily understand. Yeah, like, so they, they want your images, literally every single one, like a coffee table book. They mm. want to see, you know, amazing images all the time. Whereas a professional knows that a photographer is going to shoot 100 images and 10 are going to be amazing. Yeah. You know, um, but a non-professional is going to go, no, all of this is good. So you have to really get up your game mm. in that sense. Um, and you've got to then deal with people. Right. So it's a, I, it, I, I always say, I'd say 80% of the job is uh, people management and 20% is shooting and that's really easy. That's the easy part. That's great to say. Um, can you ask him about some challenges that he's facing mm, as a young photographer sure. now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, young, male, ethnic, ethnic anything, yeah. those challenges, if he's struggling with what kind of jobs he's working yeah. on. What he what kind of jobs he yeah. prefers, that would be a nice yeah. segue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. <coughs> and what kind of stuff he really wants to, mm, to okay. well, you know. Sorry. So, Renee, I want to talk a little bit about you. Oh, okay. Yeah. For free. So tell me, like what are your what are your major challenges as a photographer in Kenya right now? Uh well, as an up-and-coming photographer, mm. I think the hardest thing I'm facing right now is building a portfolio, mm -hmm. right? 
you are reached out to by corporates. Mm-hmm. You're reached out to by people who want weddings, mm-hmm. but it seems like they're already professionals in that space that have carved their niche mm-hmm. and have carved their pricing. Mm-hmm. So, I'm also facing the issue of kind of finding where my art meets the career per se. So, I shoot only in monochrome. I don't think everyone wants their weddings shot in black and white. Maybe you have beautiful colors and you want to kind of show that off, but. Kind of being able to cross into a space where you're a career person, as a photographer, keeping the roof over your head and paying the rent and all of that jazz, and being able to expressly use this medium as an art form, right, and as an avenue of expression, is kind of challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I think it's just the pay as well. If we're being honest, and we're going to talk candidly about it, um, how many clients are willing to pay um, in the thousands of dollars for work? How many are willing to sponsor assignments? Is there anyone who's doing assignments right now? And if it's not the NGOs or um, you know external companies, right? I don't see any local movements really looking out there to build narratives and looking at photography as more than just taking a shot for some profiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm facing as a young photographer. Mm-hmm. But I imagine it's very nuanced, and many other people might face other things. But so what kind no. of narratives would you choose? Whew. Right now, I'm looking at people, right? Um, a lot of the projects that I've done, a lot of the projects that I've wanted to do, um, solely focus on how Nairobi is changing, firstly, and that in relation to the people within it. So beyond portraiture, what stories do we have? And beyond the stories, who are the people behind them? And I think that makes it more compelling because you can you know, associate or you can find a piece of yourself in everyone else's story, maybe guides you through it. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of work I'd really like to do. That concludes part one of four of TuneIn's In Conversation With series with Kenyan photographers Mia Collis and Rene Solomon. For part two and more exciting content, head to www.innairobi.com forward slash tune in. Thank you for listening. We give special thanks to Two Grapes Wine and Friends in Kilimani for hosting this discussion. This is Tune In by The In Network. Learn more at www.innairobi.com or on Instagram at The In Network NBO.